Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cam Moon and Cody Jansen with you this afternoon on Oilers Now. Ashley Fine Floors text line has been outstanding so far. Lots of talk. Lots of talk about Yesapuliarvi, Oilers cap situation, all that kind of stuff. We will talk more about it over the course of this show. But right now, we go to our headliner. Your Oilers now headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we do have former Edmonton Oiler, longtime pro hockey player, Memorial Cup champion with the Red Deer Rebels in 2001, Jim Vandermeer. Jim, how are you? Not bad, Mooner. How you doing, pal? Yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. We are... Uh, we're in the in the July of an NHL season, so we are discussing all things, you know, Oilers related and, and about the roster and all that kind of stuff. But it is nice to catch up with uh, with former players and, and tell some stories and all that sort of thing. So that's that's why we're having you on, Jim. And first of all, give us the update in in the life of Jim Vandermeer. Uh, where are you, and what are you up to? Uh, at the minute, I'm out in Ladner, B.C., so just south of uh, Vancouver. It's where the Vancouver Giants have their practice facility. And uh, I got two kids, and we're homeschooling, and my wife and I, Steph, we're just chasing kids right now. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> so really no different than your parents when they had uh, the, the six of you. You have five brothers. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so very, very similar. Uh, outstanding. Well, uh, yeah, let's get into uh, to a bit of story time. And the, the first thing I wanted to ask you about, Jim, was, and we have Jim Vandermeer, former Edmonton Oiler, on here on Oilers Now, that your, your 20-year-old season, uh, you didn't get drafted. You're coming back to play your 20-year-old year in Red Deer. It looks like it was going to be a pretty good team. Turns out it was a pretty good team that, uh, that led the league from start to finish. Uh, went to a WHL championship, won uh, a Memorial Cup championship in overtime against the Val d'Or Fourier. Uh, that season, you, know, you look back on a long NHL and pro career, that, that year in junior had to be pretty special for you. Well, absolutely. I think anytime you you play on a team that that uh, you know wins a championship or is right there for a championship, it's it's uh, it's a pretty special pretty special group. You know, it doesn't happen very often. I think I played. I got hit in the head a lot. So I, I think I played 18 years 
uh, right. professionally, and I won two championships, and that was it. Uh, made it to the final, I think, three or four times, but uh, only won it, only like won the Memorial Cup, and then I won uh, in Belfast in the EIHL. We won, the, we won the league there. So yeah, it's few and far between. So when when you're with a group uh, that, that's that good uh, within that league, uh, it's pretty cool. And you were able to sign a free agent contract that season uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers. I know the next year you moved to the American League and you made that step. And then the year after that, you got into your, your first NHL games while still playing American League. And you got to play when you were in the American League, with, and that was the Philadelphia Phantoms. So you guys shared the, which would have been the spectrum at that point. Uh, you got to play with your older brother, uh, Pete Vandermeer, uh, with the Phantoms. What was that like? That was that was really cool because you know when he he moved out of uh, our place at home and he went and played in Red Deer. You know I think I would have been 12 or 13. So you know growing up and your older sibling moves away and your those development years you don't really get to know them as as well as they're right there and you know only a short time after it was only about four or five years that uh, I got to move in with them and be his roommate for a year and got to reconnect with them which was. Really, really cool, and especially you know playing pro hockey uh, with one of your siblings was was really special. Yeah, Jim Vandermeer is our guest. Uh, your brother Pete, he put up some epic penalty minute numbers uh, in pro. <laughs> he played 15 years pro and uh, eventually got some NHL games in with uh, with Phoenix in 0708. But uh, when you, you got called up to the Flyers, which I get is a little bit different than than other situations where you're moving from a city to a different city to get called up. I mean, there you were right there. But tell me about that first game in the NHL. We had uh, Matt Fraser on yesterday and he was telling his story about his first game in the NHL. That was with the Dallas Stars, but for you, your first game with the Flyers. So, what do you remember? Well, we were. It was kind of weird how you say you don't have to travel for it, but this one was weird. We were on the road in Portland, Maine, with the Phantoms. It was a New Year's Eve game. Uh, I think we lost in the last minute. After the game, we were supposed to spend the night, celebrate New Year's in Portland, and then bus back. I think it's about a ten-hour bus ride back to Philly. And after the game, uh, Johnny Stevens comes in and just says we don't know your travel details yet but you're on your way to la to go meet up with the flyboys so um he goes i'll talk to you later and that was about it so we left me went and got showered and changed and then they i ended up getting a a ride in a van to uh one of the ferraro twins their buddies had one of those old old school vans with the I think a waterbed in the back, <laughs> one of those creep, creep, one of those creep mobiles. But uh, he got me to Boston, and then I flew the first flight in the morning from from Boston to LA, and then uh, met the team uh, and had practice that day. Then we played LA the next day, but I didn't play. Uh, just took warm up, and they said just you know soak it all in. You're going to play uh, tomorrow, which ended up being the third of January. We played against Anaheim, and that was it. I just remember being so nervous so like almost sick to my stomach didn't throw up or anything but just really really nervous and you know i think uh got out there i think first two shifts had two penalties and didn't necessarily agree with them but that's the way she goes when you're a young guy getting called up and old rules right so um but then once you know after next couple shifts then kind of settled in and uh you know obviously played well enough that they decided to keep me around for a little bit longer so 
that was good. But um, I think my first D partner um, was Eric Desjardins, so that was pretty pretty special. A guy I watched for a long time growing up, and he kept it really simple for me. He goes, if you're ever in trouble, just throw it over to me, and I'll take care of it. So uh, that was nice. Former Oiler Jim Vandermeer, our guest. Did you get in a tilt in the first game, or, or how long into your NHL career did it take? It didn't take long. It wasn't the first game. Uh, it ended up being back at home, I think. First one was, I think, Jason Marshall against Minnesota. I don't know the, the timing of it, but it would have been, you know, within a week or two, I would imagine. So <laughs> didn't take long. No, I, I didn't think it would. <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, those uh, those fans in Philadelphia, whether it was the Phantoms or, or the Flyers, whichever one you were playing in front of, they had to be uh, really something. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, the Phantoms, we played in the old Spectrum, and the Flyers played at the time. I think it was it just changed from First Union to Wachovia or whatever, but it was still that brand-new building that they still play out of now. But... Um, yeah, real blue-collar, hard-working, you know, fans, and that's what they expected out of their teams. So, you know, if you were, you know, the teams had a reputation of Broad Street Bullies, and I think, you know, once things sort of changed in the NHL where the fighting wasn't as much, then, um, you know, I think the Phantoms tried to keep that alive for them for a little while longer. So, um, the old Spectrum loved their loved their tilts. Oh, yeah, they absolutely did. Uh, Jim Vandermeer, former Edmonton Oiler, our guest. Uh, you came to the to the Oilers uh, 2010-2011 season. Uh, what do you remember from your, your time in, in Edmonton and playing at Rexall Place, speaking of, of great fans and, and a loud rink? And, and what do you recall from that time? No, absolutely. Like, I grew up in central Alberta, uh, Oiler fan. It was pretty easy to be an Oiler fan back in the in the early '80s. Um, you know, I knew it was going to be a little bit different. Uh, I got traded there, but it was a, a little bit sort of a rebuild. It was, you know, Halls and uh, Eberle's first year, and Gags was real young, and our whole team was really young, with the exception of you know maybe Horkoff and you know Hemsky, even though they're right around my age. So. Um, you know, it was a tough year because we, we we didn't do so well, but um, it, it was exciting to play for, you know, the team I grew up cheering for uh, my whole life. So um, people in Edmonton were great. The rink was great. You know, I I had ended up watching one NHL gro- game live growing up and it happened to be in Edmonton. So uh, it was pretty cool to go back. Well, and you, you spent time with the Calgary Flames before you came to the Oilers, so you, you got to see the Battle of Alberta from both sides. But being an Alberta guy, and a guy that grew up in central Alberta and Caroline, you know, being able to play for both teams in your home province and be, having the ability to have friends and family watch you play on a regular basis, like how special was that? You know, that was absolutely amazing. Like where I grew up, it was almost exactly halfway between the two cities, and um, I think my first, I don't even know what it was, five or six years, five years in the NHL. I don't think, like the first three years, the Flyers came out. It used The schedule used to be different. Yeah. The Flyers came out every other year, I think, and then I got called up halfway through the year, and they had already come through. And then the next year, we didn't actually play in Alberta. So, And then the next year, I got traded to Chicago by then. 
So I never got to play in Alberta with the Flyers at all. And then obviously moving out west with the, with the Hawks, got to play a little bit more. But um, no, it was just really cool to have, you know, most of the time when guys have go to a, you know, either a province or a city close to where they're from, you know, you got 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 tickets, whatever it is. You know, this way, being able to play there, you could have, you know, a couple come at a time and after the game, spend some time with them and get some real one-on-one time rather than, you know, meeting a mob of people down by the bus type of thing. So um, it was really, really, really special to be able to experience that uh, close to home. Jim Vandermeer, our guest, former Edmonton Oiler. At the end of your your career, uh, you went over to Europe, and I know you played in Switzerland there for a bit, but uh, spent four seasons in Belfast. Tell tell me about that. Like that that's got to be, you know, considerably different than the pace uh, of schedule and, and travel and what have you of the National Hockey League or the American Hockey League. Uh, what was it like? What was the the lifestyle and the hockey like there? Yeah, it was it was really cool. You know, I think um, you know I didn't know how long I was going to play in the NHL. You know, being undrafted and you know being a fringe type player for for a while um you know the whole plan was to go to europe afterwards and travel and uh, kind of immerse ourselves in in another culture and try to learn another language and and all that sort of thing but uh yeah cloton i think they played 50 games was their schedule um then they had a couple of weird tournaments within the season they had this swiss cup where you play like the third league in switzerland then you play the second league in switzerland and then basically sort of like a round robin you work your way down to the final and you know obviously by the end it's the nla teams that are in the final because they got the best players in the in the country there um but that was really cool you know but i uh, played only played on weekends uh, for the most part uh, unless there was those tournament uh games were usually midweek uh, we were in cloton so zurich right in the middle of the country our longest trip was i think three and a half hours by bus so we were home every single night um some of the other teams have a little bit different uh travel like geneva has to go all the way to devos or to um oh one of the italian teams i can't remember right now but um yeah so they would have to spend the night and come over they'd have like six or seven hour travel times but you know where we were at was was really good um Sundays off everywhere, like nothing was open on Sundays, like hardly any restaurants, no stores, so it was like a real family day type thing, so it was a real, uh, not say culture shock, but it was a lot different uh, mentality to how how they live, I guess, on the weekends and how they spend their family time, so that was really interesting. Uh, Belfast, I think, was about the same. They had 50 games, um, but then they had... Uh, Challenge Cup, which is similar to Swiss Cup, they have. I guess it's more to get more games and more revenue coming in and stuff like that. Uh, I, I think because they didn't have, uh, they don't have a national team or a national TV deal like they did in uh, Switzerland. But, um, but that was really cool. Belfast, I got to experience, uh, you know, player coach. So I was getting my my toe into coaching a little bit. Um, my last couple of years there, I went to school. I got my master's degree in uh, sports management. So. Uh, that was really cool. So hadn't gone to school in 20 years, so that was a little bit different. But they didn't have computers when I went to school. So when I went to high school, so <laughs> um, uh, that's outstanding. 
I, I yeah. didn't know you got your your masters. Wow. Yeah, it's it was pretty cool. I think you know wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after hockey, and I figured take a bunch of courses that might give me some direction and. Um, you know, so I took a, a business master's class and got uh, got to see all aspects of business. So, you know, I think in time, my wife and I have some plans to uh, start some things up, but uh, not right now. I think just with, uh, you know, COVID and everything, everything was kind of shut down. We kind of put everything on hold for a little bit. So now we're just kind of trying to find the right timing for what we plan to do. Jim Vandermeer, our guest, former Edmonton Oiler. I Jim, your your situation uh, growing up in central Alberta, uh, one of six players, brothers, that all played pro hockey. I, the oldest brother, Pete, 15 years pro, got some games in the NHL, but your brother Joe played seven years, Dan played 11, there was you, which 18 years pro, Bill, six, and Ted had three. What was that like growing up and you guys, of course, had the, the, the sawmill, and I know you all had to work there when the seasons were over and you came home after playoffs. I remember Ted telling me one time he wanted to go, the longer the longer he could go in the playoffs, the better, because it uh, it kept him from getting put to work. But you know, growing up in a family uh, that was, you know, very, very, uh, you know, big into hockey and, and your brother, the brothers, you guys were all really close. So what was it like? It was great. You know, I, I would like to sit here and say oh, it was absolute madness, and it was at times, but uh, it was great, and I don't think I'd have it any other way. You know, you had uh, obviously very talented uh, individuals all the way through, uh, very determined guys, competitive. So the older guys would, you know, push the younger brothers to be better and teach them stuff that they would learn you know, at an older age. So there's things that I learned in junior that say Billy and Teddy learned when they were playing Bantam and, and Pee Wee and stuff like that. So you're getting, you know, a little bit of a leg up uh, on some other guys by getting the, uh, the older siblings helping you out that way. But it was, that was great. Like Teddy said, you know, the, the further you went in playoffs, the less time you had to spend at home and, and work. So that, that went through, you know, all minor hockey. So if you're playing, in provincials and you're playing into you know april and may and stuff like that you're you're pretty pumped because you're not outside uh packing boards and slinging logs around so jim vandermeer guest former edmonton oiler we're getting uh, questions on the ashley fine floors text line about your past to jordan eberly on his first nhl goal what do you recall well, we did a little spoof on TSN afterwards um, where some people were kind of upset. They thought we were actually making fun of of Jordan for looking off uh, uh, Horkoff on the rush there. But, no, it was uh, a PK, and I don't know how they didn't score beforehand, but I ended up getting the puck behind the net. Uh, everybody took off. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blakey, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com.
This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. And I sucked the D-man to the middle and just banked it off the boards and, you know, Jordan picked it up at the far blue and away he went. And obviously, an ama- obviously an amazing move that he made on, on Kiprasov there. So that was, you know, first game of the year against the Oilers, or against, sorry, against the Flames. Um, you know, great way to start the season. Well, you, you were always a you were always a, a setup guy. You were a playmaker. I don't care what anybody says. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> you watched me. You watched me most my last couple years of junior when I, when I think I actually thought I was a playmaker, right? So you were, you put up numbers. I know. Uh, yeah. I know what I know. Uh, well, I think also, that, was, uh, that had to do that had to do with the guys that we were playing with, right? Well, like that, if, that team in junior, we had, I think we had seven guys with over twenty goals, right, and a couple D men with over twenty goals, so. You know, I think the numbers and stuff had a lot to do with the, the people that uh, that I was playing with, for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's uh, it's been great to catch catching up with you, uh, Jim. Always a pleasure. Uh, I uh, I I love the stories. I love uh, hearing you know about the the great time you had in pro hockey and. I remember watching you as a junior. I knew you were going to be successful in whatever you did. So, hey, thanks a lot for joining us today. No, I appreciate it, Hunter. Love it. All right, Jim Vandermeer, former Edmonton Oiler, uh, played with the Oilers 2010-2011 uh, was the season, but 18 years in pro hockey, nine years in the National Hockey League. So, yeah, and, and now has his master's degree. Good for him. Uh, Good to catch up with him. We're going to take a quick break. It is 12.54 in Edmonton. you got Cam Moon. you got Cody Jansen. This is Oilers Now on 6.30 Chad. you got Cam Moon and Cody Jansen this afternoon here on Oilers Now. Wonderful conversation with former Edmonton Oiler Jim Vandermeer. Mo sends us a text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Vandermeer versus Lucic in 2011, one of my favorite memories of Jim. He smiled throughout most of the fight. Underrated tough guy. Yeah, I, I remember, I've watched that one a few times since, and that's true. Jim had a, a smile on his face, as only he could, uh, throughout most of that, which that's, that's not easy. That's, that's not easy to do. Only 664 uh, PIMs in the NHL. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, that, that's See, he was going to shatter the uh, franchise record in Red Deer for, for career PIMs. He would have shattered it going into his 20-year-old year, and nobody would, nobody, not many people would fight him when he was 20. So his, his penalty minutes went down in that last year because there weren't many takers. Well, I see he went from 258 to 221 to 180. Yeah. So, yeah, I think people started to uh, learn the last yeah, name. Just just leave him alone. Uh, he had one with Stephen Pete, who was a member of the Calgary Hitmen at the time, center ice in Red Deer. And, of course, they had been teammates two years previous uh, or a year previous in with the, with the Rebels, and they went toe-to-toe just for fun. I don't know where the fun is in that, but they went toe-to-toe just for fun. 
and the place went uh, absolutely crazy. Some guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. So we've had Jim Vandermeer so far, and a good conversation with Jim. Un outstanding to catch up with him. In the next hour, we've got David Staples, the cult of hockey, and we've got NHL insider John Shannon. So we're going to keep it rolling. You can keep firing, the, firing in the text. We enjoy it. I got one more thing on oh, Jim yeah. Van Meer. Like, can we just talk about how he went over to Belfast and he just didn't take a break? Like, he was still fighting heavies over there, like Brian McGratton. Yeah. You know, you, you go over to Europe, right, to be easy on your body. And he had one one year. And Jim Vandermeer's like, he's not as big as Brian McGratton. He's not as big as Milan Lucic. Like, that was the thing. Like, Jim Vandermeer took on, like, he didn't pick his spots by any stretch of the imagination. Absolutely. Love it. Love the stories. Uh, we're going to uh, take a break as uh, we've got the global news, weather, and traffic update with Kevin Robertson. This is Oilers Now on 630 Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.